Hey everybody! Hi. I was quick. Uh... Oh, Lee, he's on live with us. Um... Oh, nice. He said, "Happy New Year, Squeezer, and not Squeezer." Happy New Year. Um, I was. I had some technical issues. I was faxing out through uh, the the Karate Kid uh, NES playthrough there on oh, YouTube, nice. which you didn't hear on. Uh, here on the show. Hey, uh, it's been a while. Two weeks. How was your Christmas? Two whole weeks. It was. Uh, it was great. It was great. It was. To quote the the the, the biggest of the squeezettes, uh, she said, uh, "I hope this would be the best Christmas ever," and it was. No. Yeah, it was sweet. And then there was a lot of yelling and screaming and sure. tantrums and fighting back and forth. Um, and then you know sprinkling the the love and joy. Love and joy. Well, that's adorable. We had a uh, a fun Christmas party at work. None of us got severely injured. We had the bouncy obstacle oh. course of 40 foot. You yeah. said, oh, like you were surprised. You were jumping off the fucking uh, balcony on top of it like the rest of us were. Uh, yes, we were. Unless uh, you are the guy that rented it to us and you're listening right now. Yeah. Um, you, you, he, he knew what he was getting himself into. Right. Yeah. Um, grown grown adults don't rent a giant bouncy house for their work garage for a Christmas party and not have you know ill plans. Mm-hmm. It was fun. It was fun. We had a, mm-hmm. everyone had a blast. Uh, we played Tall Boy Roulette. Uh, I forgot what you won. What did you get? What you get? You got uh, a high well, uh, an IPA, right? I officially right? got the uh, uh, Voodoo Ranger. One of the Ten and a half percenters, so I traded down to one of the unpicked seven and a half percenters, just regular Voodoo Ranger IPA, because you know I was at work. Sure. I forgot. Oh, I got Mango Cart, uh, and I traded. Let, let Scott, polish off the wine in a can. Yeah, I traded uh, for uh, a, just a Corona. I was like, oh, I could drink a Corona. Yeah. Um. So yeah, fun. Uh, fun party and then christmas there was chick there was chick fil there was chick fil on the dirty garage floor <laughs> clean beautiful garage wonderful chick-fil-a which was delicious can't go wrong mm-hmm. with chick-fil-a mac and Ask Ian, he's still eating it oh good god um we had uh the arcade going the SN arcade and uh yeah it was a fun time and then Friday, um, I had to do payroll. It sucked. Yeah. You didn't have to do shit. You guys played pinball. I, no, I had to clean up our mess from the. No, you didn't. Before. Dougie did it. No, we we did. Oh, I thought Dougie just. No, no, no. We all did it as a team. But then when we were done and we all had plans of playing pinball, all of a sudden Dougie comes by with a mop and bucket. Like, what the fuck are you doing with that? He, I, he didn't get the memo that it was a uh, fuck off time. Yeah, right. right. So then I was like, I'll use go home. I need to do payroll. And I don't need anyone bothering me. <laughs> so I got uh, payroll done and then was um, 
That was last year. Yeah, then Saturday, uh, we, Saturday. Oh, yeah, we worked. Very good walking. Was Saturday Christmas Eve or Sunday? Sunday was Christmas Eve. Oh, Christmas Eve. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. I'm yeah, we're, 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 we're recapping two already. weeks now. Two Holy weeks. shit. Our company parties are pretty good. They're planned by me. I'm the party planning committee. Mm-hmm. I'm the budget. Uh, I am uh, the party lord and master. So whatever comes to my uh, brain, uh, we do. We had karaoke. No one did it, though. Yeah, I don't think the last year more people did karaoke. This year yeah. the the star was the obstacle course. Everyone won just a piece yeah, of that just, and beat the hell out of each other. Sure. Um, yeah, oh, just a heads up: if your boss and friend asks you what beer you're drinking, when on every other occurrence prior to this in the last twenty years, does not give a fuck what you're drinking, and ask you to hand you his beer so he can look at it, don't do it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm the party guy. Uh, yeah, we got you pretty good. Yeah, it was, uh, I, I'm impressed. So I, I'm, lo and behold, I fell off the wagon. I'm back on, already dropping it. He, you know, he's not an alcoholic. He's not on that wagon. He's oh, on that the, wagon. On the, the fat, fat kid wagon. The fat, the fat wagon. wagon. Yeah, yeah I, let, I let it go. But <laughs> since New Year's, I'm doing everything right, and I'm back. I feel that, that groove that took me, like, months to get into. Mm-hmm last time is like already kind of clicking and like i'm feeling good and it, it's working all right well before but, you go patting yourself on the back we're still on too, we're still christmas weekend uh, oh yeah but and then jake uh yeah uh soup uh, gave me like the most ruthless german suplex he goes up over his head yeah I, he goes i want to toss squeezer in there but I, he's holding this beer i'm like oh yeah that sucks he goes go, go see if you can get it from him so i walked up and i was like hey what are you drinking and you handed it right to me <laughs> You're like here and then he just tossed you right in. It was, and it was the strangest feeling because it wasn't like you know when you do that as a wrestling move, you work together and you feel like the pull, you jump a little bit. I he had me like I like floated. It was just I was straight dead weight like a sandbag, and he just almost like like a keg toss just up and over his head, and I just went fucking flying. I was, my feet were up in the air. I was halfway through and I'm thinking, that fucker got me. Like, I, I didn't even hit. Like, it wasn't even like a surprise. Yeah, he, like, he said you worked with him better than I did. I went to dead weight and he said he, it was it hurt. I like resisted. Did it? Uh, see, it, it came so quick. I didn't have a chance. Like, I could He said dropped. you were like a feather. Just tossed me oh, in there. That's, you know. I went dead I, weight. I mean, I was like, no, 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 no. He he still got me in, but. Yeah. I was on the chair, too, so he had to push higher. Yeah. So. You also have a a higher center of gravity. Yeah. Like, I am like that keg. You're like a caber toss. I'm like a keg toss. Okay. Fair enough. So then that was Thursday. Friday was payroll. And Saturday was, well, we gave, um. Enchantress and I gave each other our presents. I got a, a beautiful new knife block. Ooh, lovely. Electric knife sharpener. Wait, so sat was Saturday no, Saturday wasn't Saturday was the day before Christmas. It was Christmas Eve, Adam, right? that's what Diana Christmas calls it. Adam oh, okay. Adam came oh. before Eve. Oh, oh nice. Look at that. I think I think you told me that, and I'm yeah. surprised every year. Oh oh Saturday was the day when my uh, water heater died. That's right. Oh. Forgot all about that. That was a fun couple thousand dollars uh, down the literal uh, 
sump pump. That was our Christmas present to ourselves. I'm glad we didn't go overboard this year. That's also why my vacation is now camping this summer for... Oh, it was 23 years old. They yeah. were not supposed to last that long. No, that was pretty good. You knew it was going to yeah. go. I think you told me. Yeah, I was just kind of putting it off. Like, oh, it's not going to happen over Christmas. Mm. It, it did. And then Christmas Day, Christmas Eve, uh, we went to my sister's because she just moved into our neighborhood. That's pretty fun. That's pretty cool. And then Christmas Day, we... Uh, we we I, I made food all day and got blitzed. We drank all day. Um, my brother was my brother was sitting just with me. We we're watching football, drinking, uh, observing. I, I'm not sure. I I kind of liked it. I I I mean I don't get to sit and watch a lot of football anyway, regardless if it's because the kids are not. But it was strange, like having so much football over like both holidays. Um, yeah, it was, it was strange. The Vikings, uh, sucked through both holidays. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, they did. Yeah. But, um, you know, that was Christmas. It was a fun holiday. Yeah. Then we were back to work. Um, we had, uh, hockey and, uh, Saturday and Sunday, um, more hockey we did a little walk. Sunday, it was Brad and me walking because we walked all the way down to uh, to Cali Burrito and they were closed. No. Yeah. What? So we walked back. Nothing was open. Everything was closed. It was like, how the hell are they going to have a fucking New Year's party down here and it's, everything's closed? I, yeah. Yes, and uh, and here we are. We are we are back. I'm sorry that was probably the most boring preamble to yeah. the show uh, ever. Everyone loves the recap. Oh, I our our New Year's. We had I had a big New Year's feast for the kids because that was all they wanted. So uh, a I, New Year's I New Year's Day. New Year's Eve. Make sure no, like New Year's Eve. Hey, you gotta keep the distance between your face and the mic the same because you keep you're really hot and then I blew it right down and now oh, you're really you know low. Hang on, let me do this. Back that off a little bit. What you got to do is just like uh, put a sweatband around the mic stand so it stays the same length. No, it's me turning my head to drink my beer. No, yo, you go for like periods of time. Really? Yeah, like like you were hot and then I brought... Like this right now? This is a good level. You should stay at this. Now what about this now? That's the same. Same? Okay, that's weird. Yeah, you probably don't know you're what you're you're doing it. That's that's why I'm telling I, you. I'm not I'm not moving. I'm just watching. I think it's me. I'm watching the videos. Your DB low. It's me for some reason. I my head's on a fucking swivel for some reason. Like someone's gonna like jump out and attack me. So. Mm. All right, here. Let me just fucking like bolt my head. I need to get like a Hans device. Get me all locked in here. <laughs> Um, I, made, I made lots of shit in the air fryer, so we had lots of mozzarella sticks. That was nice. Was that New Year's Eve or New Year's Day? New, New, New Year's Eve. Oh, yeah. I, uh... No, because that was, that was the end of it. Then New Year's Day, I was like, all right, how many ounces of pork may I have? It's fun. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Chris, but, Chris... The, but the good thing is it drives Mrs. Squeezer absolutely insane, so it makes me happy. <laughs> I, um... 
so I got home around 10.30 on New Year's Eve from the <laughs> hockey game. And Enchantress was down at my sister's. I met them down there. Stayed down there until the ball dropped. And came immediately back to our place and laid on the couch and watched TV. Um, yeah. Yeah, trying to explain to her what she's like, so what happens after? I'm like, well, then we go to bed. She's like, like how soon? I'm like, eh, probably within a minute. She's really? I'm like, yeah, that's it. Like you go, yay, and you know, jump around a little bit, make some noise, and then it's, you go to bed. It's very stupid. It 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 is. Um, and the other thing I realized because we they were starting to get bored because like they're normally going to bed at like eight o'clock at the latest. Like usually, like it's upstairs by seven, and so. None of the even like the New Year's activity shit, anything that would entertain them, uh, would even start until eight. And a lot of the shit that's on anyway, they do not give a damn. Well, actually, I don't think anyone really gives a shit about what's on for the New Year's Eve specials. Um, other than uh, we, uh, Mrs. Squeezer and I, are both excited to see one Mr. LL Cool J uh, perform, and she's like, "Who's that?" And then you have to explain who LL Cool J is. Yeah, I because got... that was the only person I knew. I got to uh, see that. I was most upset about um, the fact that the, Miley Cyrus didn't have her New Year's Eve special this year because of the Vikings game. Uh, wow, so you got to see the Vikings. Uh... The Vikings get the shit kicked out of them by the fucking Packers. The shit kicked out of them. And instead, I you could have watched Miley. That was like, yeah. why is, does Miley not have a special? And they're like, no, because of Sunday Night Football, there's no special. Fuck! To be fair, if if she was on, I don't think I would want to watch that with my daughters anyway. No, no. For that's... both our sakes. It's going to be awkward for me and uh, awkward for them when I try to explain that that's not appropriate. Well, then why is she on TV? Um, because daddy's inappropriate. And I am the key uh, demographic for advertising. Hmm. Um. Oh, so anyway, that was all leading to, so we we're watching uh, New Year's celebrations like that had already happened previously, like Sydney and like London and shit just to buy time. Fuck, Times Square is lame as shit. Like they they sprinkle some like paper and stuff, and there's a couple fireworks that like they light off like in the harbor or some shit. Okay. So, like go back and watch the Sydney like New Year's fireworks show. No, nah, I'm okay. It's fucking insane, and they got a <laughs> drone show to go with it too. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, no, no, it's pretty awesome. Okay, I believe you. All right, I'm saying if I mean I don't like fireworks anymore because. Well, I mean, I kind of do because now they buy me enough time to get out of the parking lot. But, like, they don't bring me the same joy they used to. But that was pretty cool. Cool. Yeah. I didn't. I was doing a hockey game, so. And we had the game. We had the football game on the corner TV. And every time I looked over, the Vikings were losing even worse. See, that's the problem. You should have just switched the patch so you can have the game in front of you. And then you just have your. Yeah, I didn't think I want to. I'd probably just want to watch a black screen rather than either of them. Anyway, we did, however, (laughs) go see the Iron Claw over the break. And my God, what a heart-wrenching, kick-in-the-balls, but good movie. Oh, it just breaks your fucking heart. But goddamn, is it good. I've been wanting to see it. And Enchantress was kind of like on the fence because she she just thought, I think she thought it was like a dumb wrestling movie. Mm -hmm. Like ready to rumble. 
uh, not that bad, but like she was like, oh, you know the story. Like, I don't know the story. I don't know. I'm like, no, trust me. It's good. It's going to be good. It's and, not about wrestling. And then my sister was like, you guys want to go see a movie? And uh, Enchantress was like, Wonka or Aquaman? And I'm like, no, no. And my sister's like, what about Iron Claw? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> so she's like, all right, I guess we're seeing Iron Claw. And then they all, I mean, God damn, is it just... It just it's a it's a quick two hours and it just it hits you in the feels especially at the end. Uh, it, it was really good, good movie. I give it the the four four out of four stars, five out of five, whatever it takes. Four, four thumbs up. My l- biggest worst review ever. Nine thumbs up. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a great movie. Um, all the the fucking kid Zac Efron. My God, is he good in it? Really good as. Uh, uh, I believe Kevin Von Erich. Uh, <laughs> really good. Um, I would suggest it's probably not going to be streaming till February or March. So uh, go see it in the theater uh, while you can, because it is really good. The guy from Mindhunter plays Fritz Von Erich, and fuck, is he good? It's really good. Uh, which guy? The the nerdy guy? No, no, the the partner. Oh, I liked him. Yeah. Yeah, he plays the dad, Fritz von Erich. Uh, Holt McCallany? Uh, I don't know. Maybe he was Bill. Yeah, he's Bill. Yeah. I like that show. It so did I. I really liked it. Uh. Yeah, but um, Netflix canceled it. Fucking Fincher, man. He's, he's a, anything he touches is usually good. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's, that's the only... Mo- oh, also, we uh, started Fargo Season 5, and holy shit... John Hamm, um, what's her fucking name? The girl who plays, uh, uh, from Ted Lasso, she plays Kylie, uh, Juno Temple. Fuck man, they're both so good. It's such a well well acted show. Uh, all the seasons of, of Fargo are good. This one is particularly really good. Uh, but there's still three left. I guess one dropped today, but we won't be able to watch it till um, hopefully Friday. But um, yeah, Jennifer Jason Lee's in it. Uh, Joe Keery, who uh, plays Steve in Stranger Things, is in it. It's a really good season. Nice. Uh, I mean, I don't know if it compares to. Uh, I don't know about you. I I, I just thought rebel moon was um yeah i'm not gonna give that a second of my fucking time no no i i think you it existed it exists that was someone uh, the, someone on reddit pointed out they compared it to uh oceans 11 uh whereas oceans 11 uh is a movie about uh assembling just like oceans 11 assembling a team and uh, the witty banter, some, something along the lines, and just hyping it all up. And they point out that um, Rebel Moon is on Netflix. They did a better job doing the joke. I, yeah, I have no fucking idea what the hell you're talking it, it, about. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's fucking terrible. I lasted about 45 minutes. I, and I only because I tried, and I was doing the dishes and losing it. I'm like, like there is homage. And then there's just straight up, like, just lifting things from every movie you've seen and just basically re... 
shooting it. And, you know, there's plenty of slow motion nonsense where it's unnecessary. And, uh, yeah, it's 45 minutes. Uh, that, uh, I, I am all, I'm a completionist. Like, unless, like, I just forget to watch something. Like, I, you know, I stop watching a series because I forget. Um, but if I start, like, a movie or show, like, I tend to want to just see it through just for the sake of it. This is this is like one of the first times, especially I'm you know me I'm a genre guy I like my sci-fi. I'm like fuck this. Yeah, I I saw the trailer and I was like yeah I'll pass. Uh, Letter Kenny the final season terrific. If you haven't watched it yet, it's on Hulu. Dropped day after Christmas. That catches us up. We are uh, talking about movies from forty years ago. And now I'm, that we're caught up, let's go back. Let's go back. Uh, I believe I, I am first this week. I like your screen. That was uh, that was on my short list. The movie. Yeah, but it's not very fun to talk about. So I'm like, <laughs> other than just the awkward uh, nudity and sex scenes. Um, Were any of my movies on your short list? Yes. You never saw Karate Kid, correct? Yeah, no, I saw Karate Kid. Oh, I thought you said you never saw Karate Kid. No, I've saw, I've seen Karate Kid. What was on your shortlist out of my movies? Uh, Karate Kid and you want me to burn through burn? Them? Yeah, yeah, okay. Oh yeah, we don't give a fuck. Uh, Red Dawn. Uh, I think that I think those were the two. Yeah, I was gonna say there's a slim chance you've seen this horrible but one of my favorite movies of all time. President's on line one, calling about is everything okay with the alien space club and planet 10, or should he just go ahead and destroy Russia? Tell him yes on one and no on two. Experience the adventures of Buckaroo Banzai across the eighth dimension, rated PG. Check newspapers for selected theaters. Which was yes, to destroy Russia or uh, the number two? It's actually funny, too. <laughs> and the quote that I've I've said in this show before, but I don't know if I ever use context. And I don't know if you knew what I was talking about. He says when he's performing with his his Buckaroo ba- Banzai, played brilliantly by Peter Weller. Um, and the movie, of course, is not just called Buckaroo Banzai. It's called The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension. But Peter Weller plays Buckaroo Banzai and his band, the Hong Kong Cavaliers, are playing and he says remember no matter where you are there you are and i always stuck with me even as um as a kid uh this movie is so fucking weird but peter weller's great uh jeff goldblum's in it christopher lloyd ellen barkin john lithgow plays the bad guy um uh, emilio lizardo and it's um fuck man it's so strange it doesn't know what it wants to be uh action adventure uh comedy a romance a a it, it apes a lot of um western culture like uh samurai culture and um uh in movies and uh it was a complete and utter failure released by 20th century fox on august 10th of 1984 for a budget of 17 million and a box office of 6.3 million I watched this was PG. We rented this, and we I watched it probably, in, and we dubbed it down. And I watched this like about a thousand times on off the VHS recorded tape we had. Um, 
and it's so like like but like really good filmmakers have stolen from this movie fuck the flux capacitor and back to the future is modeled after like the th- the thruster in the car that he's the oscillation over thruster hmm. um that he passes through a a a mountain and goes into the eighth dimension um and of course uh the electroids are the aliens from planet 10 the electroids from planet 10 um there's some woman who attempts to kill him but she's not she's really trying to commit suicide um penny pretty who's his late wife peggy pretty's long lost identical twin sister it's i honestly i have not played by ellen uh, barkin i i've never seen it i didn't think so very few people have seen this movie in fact i don't know if it even if i even knew it existed until uh ready player one yeah yeah well in the the book uh parzival um wears the the buckaroo bonsai costume uh, is it in the movie? I don't. The movie kind of sucked. I don't I th- remember. I think they reference it. I don't know if it. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't know. I didn't see the damn movie, so. I'm sorry, you didn't see. Buckaroo Banzai. Oh. oh um, so I'm saying. Uh, so I'm saying is it. Is whatever homage or reference they make to it accurate to the. Yeah, yeah, he's he's yes, okay. the, um, the Parzival's uh, Buckaroo Banzai costume is on, on his date. Yes, with Artemis is uh, is right on right on par with the movie. There's very there's a lot of different outfits. Uh, it's, they even pay homage at the end of the movie, like he, the credit scenes. Uh, Buckaroo Banzai is walking out of a uh, like a cave and like he keeps getting joined by his like cast of his friends his gang as everyone who joins him um and they like and and it's funny uh um <clears throat> Jeff Goldblum is in it um as New Jersey and then they pay tribute to that and, and there's a lot of tribute from this movie and uh Life Aquatic with Steve Steve Zissou, another movie that a lot of critics and people hated but I love and at the end credit scene, they do the very similar shot uh, with Jeff Goldblum also in that shot. Uh, but uh, yeah, I uh, love the movie. I, I won't just MacGyver the plot for you, but I will tell uh. you that it's definitely worth a watch. There was a um, supposed to be multiple different movies of Buckaroo Banzai, and there were Marvel comics there were uh, video games uh, on the Apple II, the Atari 8-Bit Family, the Commodore 1664, and uh, PC called uh, The Adventures of Bunkaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension. It's kind of weird, the game. Um, I, I played the ROM years ago. I don't really remember uh, <clears throat> much about it, but I was like, what the fuck do I do here? <laughs> Um, there was going to be a television series in 1998 by the Fox network called Buckaroo Banzai ancient secrets and new mysteries, but it, it was never released. I mean, even if it was, it, it would have lasted like what, four episodes on Fox, Fox. in 98. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, and I remember a couple years, a handful of years ago, Kevin Smith was in talks with MGM to do a Buckaroo Banzai series, but he like never didn't talk about it. And like a couple years later, someone brought it up and asked him about it, and he said, "Oh, he's off the project." So I don't know if the project's dead or he's just off the project. I couldn't find any reference to if the project's dead or not. But uh, yeah, Peter Weller, man, RoboCop himself. Is it worth? So I, I can either watch it for free on Freevee or Pluto or what I would most likely do because that sounds like a pain in the ass. Uh, I can watch it on Prime for $3. Is it worth it? The $3? Yeah. I don't know. I would do the free one. <laughs> I gotta I hate those fucking apps. Yeah, on Freebie, it's that's the free Amazon one. Right? I think so. I don't know. Oh yeah, it's making me sign in. Alright, I'll do it. I like how I, I I can buy it from Amazon or watch it for free on Amazon. Right. I would I can, just maybe I'll see some interesting commercials that I can steal from. We'll look at it that way. Yeah, don't kill me if you're like this is garbage. Why did you make me watch this, dude? I watched 45 minutes of Rebel Moon. Okay, well, he probably ripped off some stuff of Buckaroo Banzai across the eighth <laughs> dimension. If you haven't, it's a fun little movie. It's PG, although it was pretty PG 13 because it'd probably be PG 13. But Peter Weller's got some deadpan hysterical lines. There's some great shit, but it is all the fuck over the place. <laughs> but it's fun. I love it. Uh, and that's my first movie from 1984. It was hard picking five movies that I've seen in 1984 that weren't Ghostbusters. Yeah, like the, the Ghostbusters and Moza. Ghostbusters and one of my picks. I've seen more than half the movies I've seen. I mean, yeah, everything on my list I've seen like multiple times because you know we just it was on we had it on tape. Everything on my off, list we taped it off a of TV. I necessarily have not seen multiple times. In fact, one of my picks I didn't see until probably like twenty fifteen years ago, but I've still seen them all. So I mean, we were I was two, you were one when these movies came out. So it's the best yeah. we can do. Here is your first movie pick. Eddie Murphy is a Detroit cop on vacation in Beverly Hills. You know, I got a hand to you guys. If anything, you are extremely polite. I don't know what you teach these fellows, but they're not just regular cops. Police! You're all under arrest! They're super cops. You do that again, I'll shoot you myself. Eddie Murphy, Beverly Hills cop, rated R. Starts Wednesday at the Fayetteville Mall 1, West Hill, and Camilla Small 1. <laughs> I've seen this a bunch too. <clears throat> yeah, but I mean, I've seen it how many times, but I have not nearly as many as two and three. Yeah, I've seen three the most, but one and two. Um, also, yeah. like, I figured I left this for you. I was like, oh, Squeezer will probably pick this. Ah, thanks. Yeah. Um, and it's because my dad absolutely loved Eddie Murphy. Yeah, so uh, did my dad. He still does. And, like. Yeah, still does. And, like, every time, like, like he loved his SNL stuff. And, you know, every time, like, one of those, like, throwback episodes is on. Or, like, the Christmas special one where they play old sketches and shit. Like, you know, he loved Eddie Murphy. And he loved Beverly Hills Cop, particularly the first one. And I, it is the most, 
how did it's hard to say this, but Eddie Murphy, like the most mature, like it's the the driest, the smartest of them. Like I think that's why you and I we said like we like the third one when it's like panned by many, especially right. Kids. It was it was better for kids, and we were kids yeah. at the time when we saw it. Because like it's almost like they took like it's like the Rambo approach, where it's like you have the first one, and it has like all those little like uh, intricacies that come with like the character, and then the second one they double down on all those, not necessarily parody. I love the like, second one. Fucking. Oh, yeah. Beverly Hills Cop 2? No, no, Rambo. Oh, Rambo. Oh, yeah, that's the better one. It's yeah. the, like, the first one is a better psychological uh, uh, treatise on war veterans and uh, PTSD. The second one is fucking awesome. You don't make action figures based off the first Rambo. You make action figures based off the second one. He's running around right. exploding arrows. Um and but so it's the uh, same thing with like Beverly Hills Cop, where this one, it's much more dry, and it's not er, not every second is a punchline or a joke or something like that. But it when they do happen, it lands better. And but fuck it, some of it I I watched it last night uh, all the way through. I was supposed to like I'm gonna put this on in the background while I do some other research stuff, and I end up just sitting here watching Beverly Hills Cop. Um. And it actually got me really excited for hopefully this summer the fourth one is good. I hope. Uh, it doesn't look good. No. Looks like, well, you saw the same trailer I saw. Did I? Didn't you? I, I, I guess I did. It looks like there's too much action in it. I'm like, this isn't Beverly Hills Cop. Well, it's a trailer. What are they calling it? Beverly Hills Cop? What is it? Axel? It's Axel Foley. Beverly Hills Cop Axel Foley. Mm-hmm. Did I watch the trailer? Oh, yeah, I watched the trailer. This is a hell of, it reminded me of, like, Die Hard 5. I'm like, yeah, it's yeah. too much. It's not a guy in an office building with a fucking handgun and then a machine gun and no shoes. Yeah. Like, he's not... He's jumping out of a helicopter now? I mean, come on. Oh, yeah. Uh. Um, but, yeah, I mean... I mean, yeah. Even well, even Die Hard, he wasn't jumping off of. Well, eventually he jumps off of a plane. Like what the fuck? <clears throat> um. Well, no, in Die Hard Five, that's why he's, he's there's the helicopter stunt. That's why I'm like, oh. it got. The, I didn't see. Die, I don't think I saw five. Die Hard Four and Five were garbage. Yeah, four was four was the one with like the hacker, right? Was that his kid? Was like a. No, yeah, his, his kid and he- Kevin Smith was the hacker. Kevin Smith was in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That one, I that was the last one I saw. I didn't see the one after that. Yeah. Um. And but you know, it introduces us to Sarah. As long as well, Serge is in it. Yeah, Serge is Aguel. Yeah. Um. Uh. And when when they're calling him, uh, when he he calls him Ahmed, Ahmed Foley. I don't. Oh, it's Serge. Oh, Aguel. He calls him. I thought Aguel. I thought you called him Ahmed. No, Aguel. Uh, I don't know. Well, at least in three, three he calls him Aguel. Oh. When he has a Hanayalator. Yeah, Hanayalator. This is when he was working in... Aguel. Uh, oh, because he might have, you know, nowadays... He definitely calls him Ahmed in the first one. Mm, don't remember it that well. Yeah, I just watched it last night. So. Oh. Um... 
And yeah, I just How do you did you watch all these movies before this? No. Just why? Cuz I'm why? The fact that you watch any of them. I didn't I don't have time to watch any of these movies. Like I went off my memories. <laughs> yeah, I was too, but I have I wanted to watch Beverly Hills. While I was doing it, I'm like, I feel like watching Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, okay. Just that one? Yeah, so I put it on. Yeah. Well, because I was going to have it on in the background while I was just going through and just, you know, just refreshing this memory that has completely gone to shit and been re- replaced with My Little Pony stuff, you know? Mm. Um, yeah. Th- th- I have no memories of my own. It's all my children's now that's been supplanted. Um, and then, yeah, so I was just <laughs> sitting here watching... Uh, Beverly Hills Cop. And then talking Beverly Hills Cop with the rest of the guys uh, over our little cigar break because, you know, they like watching. I don't think they've seen a movie uh, after 1989. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or that has more than a two-star rating. So that's pleasant. But there was one thing I I, I thought of while I was watching it, and it's something that drives me mad, especially in, like, especially, like, fucking Star Wars for some reason. But... In any other movie, like, there's never a security camera. Like, they don't exist. But in this one, like, it was almost like a breath of fresh air in 1984. And you see Axel at the end of the movie when he's, like, sneaking into the mansion and stuff. And they catch him on camera. And they're watching the whole time. I'm like, oh, wow. Someone actually got caught sneaking into a place. Hmm. Uh, I found that amusing. Cool. Anything else? No. That's all you got on Beverly Hills Cop? No, I, 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 I spent too much time actually watching it and enjoying it. Hmm. And now I feel like an ill-prepared asshole. I shouldn't have watched it. Oh, I figured I watching did. it would make you more prepared. No, it was. it's worse because now, now I'm not happy with myself. Why are now you I not happy? <laughs> I don't know. I feel, I'm, I'm bombing. I'm, I'm stammering. And I don't know what's going on right now. This we, is uncomfortable. We had a two-week break. It's all right. We're both... I felt like no. I stammered through the entire open talking about our fucking vacation. No, so. no. That was great because you just went off of uh, your, your memory. And I am i don't know what I'm trying to do. I, this is... Oh, God, I should just... Uh, you know, I'm going to go get something to eat. <laughs> That's what it is. Your low blood sugar. I've only had 1,800 calories today. I I, I, I got to get back to like get, 3,800. Get um, up right now and get right. fucking sheets delivered. <gasps> Appetizer sampler. Yeah. Well, what did... Uh, three servings of uh, Wisconsin cheese bites. Who were who you with? They called it like... Um, we were talking to... Oh, Brad. Brad called it like... Uh, I forget what he called it, the poor man's dinner or something like that. Yeah, it's delicious. Yeah. It's the best thing in the world. I think you're doing fine, buddy. Oh, fuck, I'm doing terrible. I'll do better next time, I promise, I swear. But, uh, yeah, uh, Beverly Hills Cop, uh, th- uh, three still holds ups. <laughs> Here is my next movie. <laughs> From the producers of Superman, Alexander Solkind presents Supergirl. Like Superman. He's my cousin. Whoa. Supergirl on a secret mission to save her world. You've had your fun, Selena. The game is finished. Starring Faye Dunaway, Peter O'Toole, and Helen Slater as Supergirl. Rated PG. Now playing at a theater near you. 
So we watched all the Superman movies. Superman 1, 2, 3, and 4. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean, Superman 2 is fucking Dick Donner's Superman 2 is fantastic. Those, uh, uh, even Superman 1. I, as a kid, liked uh, Superman 3 and uh, 4. Yeah, for the same probably for the same reason we liked Beverly Hills Cop three. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, uh, after after Superman three with Richard Pryor, which I thought was great, uh, he said it. Uh, uh, what's his name? Christopher Reeve said he was done, and then they gave him like script supervising or whatever, and they let him. I don't know. He came back. But uh, I like the quest for peace. Uh, the the whole the... Soviet Union war movie. Is that the uh, fuck? Nuclear man. Yeah, is that the one where he flies backwards? Right. Uh does he fly backwards? He t- flies backwards around the Earth and fucking turns it all back, right? No, I think that's three, isn't it? Is that three? Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. I've seen oh, these movies. Yeah. I didn't go- I've never gone back and rewatched the Superman. But I remember one time we were at Blockbuster and we saw Supergirl there. And I was like, oh, it, what's this? And my, my dad's like, well, it's pretty bad. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I wanted to rent it and we rented it and we watched it. And he was right. It was pretty bad. I was like, okay, well, there's the Phantom Zone in there, and uh, you know, she mentions Superman, and they kind of like write it off that he's on a peacekeeping mission, like on another galaxy. So that's why that's why fucking Superman's not in this movie. But yeah, it's uh, pretty dumb, <laughs> very low stakes. How do they explain that she survived? Well, she, well, Cora uh, Zorel was never. Uh, she was on Argo City. The isolated Kryptonian community that survived oh, the planet's destruction. Uh, my bad. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. 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 She, uh, so she didn't have to worry about surviving or not. She just came to get the Omega Hedron, um, when it came to Earth. And this uh, witch, right. in the movie, this witch, uh, played by, um, Faye, uh, Faye Dunaway. And uh, a warlock played uh, by some guy I don't know. And then there was uh, Peter O'Toole who had a really, really bad role. And Ethan the groundskeeper who uh, Kara was, just had like a little schoolgirl crush on. She meets <sighs> Lucy Lane, the younger sister of Lois Lane. Happens to be together at the all-girls school where... She's studying um, as Linda Lee, the cousin of Clark Kent. Really original. <laughs> so, of course, she uses a mirror to break through the Phantom Zone and uh, gets the Omega Hedron and takes it back to Argo City to save the day. But, uh, yeah, it's a pretty dumb movie. It's not too long. Uh, I believe it's 124 minutes. So, oh, yeah, two hours and four minutes. It's pretty long. Oh, uh- yeah, another flop. For then, for then, that's 
35 million. 35 million dollar budget made 14.3 back in the box office. Yeah. Wow. Where'd they spend all that money? Um It's funny cuz it seems like it's it would be just a cash grab so they wouldn't want to spend that much well, on it. Well, Superman 3 was a cash grab and for 39 million budget. All that flying shit, they have to do all that. Like practical, and uh, it made eighty million dollars. So they figured like cash grabs will work. Uh, even like Superman four has like hardly any like effects. They made it for seventeen million, and it made thirty six point seven million dollars. So all the Supermans were successful. Supergirl just no one cared about. <laughs> But uh, I did. Oh. I saw. I liked it too. I watched it a bunch. We had recorded it in tape. Came out November twenty first, nineteen eighty four. I probably I think I, uh... didn't see it till Blockbuster years of the nineties, but I saw it and I liked it. And uh, here we are with Squeezer's second pick. Dino De Laurentiis presents Dune. <laughs> A world where the mighty, the mad, all I can see is an Atreides that I want to kill, and the magical, the sleeper has awakened, will have their final battle. A world called Dune. Long live the fighters! Dune, rated PG-13, starts Friday, December 14th. I knew you were going to pick this, and I was dreading Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you you've never seen it, right? Nope. Okay, and you've never seen the Dennis. Uh, nope. One have you? Oh, you're so fucking work of art. I know this isn't your. Uh, I mean, this is like you're not a sci-fi guy to begin with. Not particularly. Not, not particularly, but you don't, and then you're, but you're not a fan of like the deep sci-fi world-building weird. You don't care about the intricacies of their science and religion and all that and politics. Nope. I like Fifth Element. <laughs> well, so that's why if you it's almost like Fifth Element took its inspiration. It's like, wow, they, they made this movie trying to be serious. Let's make the same movie, but have fun while doing it. Um, because there, there's a lot of elements in this that remind me of the fifth element but where the difference is like fifth element is is a, is a hilarious blast um if, if you can say so i enjoy it great movie. um do a lot of some people don't like it's too much for them but i i fifth element i thought was more paying homage to heavy metal than it was dune well i'm not saying it's paying homage to dune in any way but what I'm saying is the the weirdness of it and the quirkiness of it. Oh, right. Um, this it, was it, it, David Fincher, right? Uh, David. Not Lynch. Da, not David Fincher. David Lynch. I mean, David I Lynch. The, yeah, Sorry, David, yes. we were just talking about Fincher earlier. Yeah. He did. Yeah, we Hunter. Um, but and it, it's so. Oh no. Well, he would say it's not because he's pretty much disowned it. Um, where he even after the production asked his name to be taken off the credits, but they refused. Uh, he hated it, uh, and it was a whole. There was battles between uh, De Laurentiis and 
the rest of the studio and there were edits and the original version was like over like three hours long. It should have been four hours, but he cut it down to three and then there were more edits and then reshoots done to like just sum up. Whole and who did David Bowie play in the picture? Uh, David Bowie was uh, uh, Fade Rafa. Um, and he's really... Have you at least seen images of uh, of him as his character? Uh, not in a while. I could quick look at it. Yeah, just look up uh, David Bowie uh, Dune. Look at me. I'm David Bowie and I'm in Dune. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's, Looks more it's like really sting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like him better in Labyrinth with the long hair. Uh, oh no, sorry, it is Sting. Jesus Christ, yeah, it's not David Bowie. Uh, David Bowie is uh, the, the other one. It is Sting. It is Sting. Yeah. But who does David Bowie play? He's not in it. Oh, he's it's not. A different movie. But yeah, yeah, I oh. got confused then. I got confused. Um. No, no. Oh, here's rock. the first ten actors you wrongly think are in movies. No, I knew it was Sting, but it's da yeah. I, but it, I was thinking David Bowie because David, David Bowie, Bowie Dune. In a classic case of much discussed Mandela effect, the false memory shared by many people is the belief that among some, that David Bowie played a role in the of Fade and David Lynch's Night Fade. In fact, Fade is played by Sting, an incredibly easy to break down precisely why so many people associate the character. <clears throat> because when you watch him portray that character, it's very... Uh, he's got a little bit of a Ziggy Stardust in him. Hmm. Awkwardly. Um, there's some things that are that kind of work. Like uh, the... the uh, Vladimir Harkonnen character is disgusting and, and gross... But he's not nearly as, as terrifying as like, he's supposed to be. Like, there's just it. It's so it comes off so campy, and I understand like, oh well, there was a, there was a budget, and you know they can't make movies like you know like it doesn't look like the one today. Of course not. Remind may I remind you though, a similar I don't want to say similar, but a science fiction movie that's basically ripped off Dune, Star Wars. Wait, wrapped up. It, well, wait, wait, wait. You're telling me that uh, in Boba Fett, spice as a drug wasn't stolen from Boba Fett by Dune? <laughs> no. Isn't Wait. that what they call drug spice in Dune? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, the, the, it, the spice is used as a drug. It's, it has multiple purposes. Right, but they ripped that off in Star Wars. Spice Star runners. Wars. Star Wars ripped it off. Right, that's what I'm saying. I was joking yes. that Star Wars oh, got ripped gosh, off by Dune. Yes. It's also based off of a fucking desert planet. And every, yeah, all that. Yeah, the desert planet, the sand monsters. Yeah. yeah. There's a, a ton of it. Um, but Or you could say homage. <clears throat> but, uh, but what Star Wars... I mean, Return of the Jedi, you could watch to this day. Even if it's, you find the, the VHS one that's unedited from 95... And it still looks good. Like, mm -hmm. visually, it's a pleasure to watch. Mm -hmm. And the acting is good. Mm. All things considered. 
all things considered. Okay. Um, and, I mean, fuck, dude. The Ewoks are better actors than the Fremen are in this version of Dune. Okay, they basically, the end battle, just watch, watch the end battle sequence where they have these sonic guns no. because they couldn't, I know, I'm just saying, but I'm telling the audience, not you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because they couldn't figure out how to do a proper fight sequence using, like, the technique described in the book, so they just came up with these sonic guns where literally... They're almost. They're holding little boxes in their hands and doing the equivalent of going zap, zap, like it. It's fucking terrible. Now I'm gonna catch heat for this because it is a a cult film that people adore. There are people that think this is the greatest movie ever and that everything that you see is done. Oh well, that's the intention and there's that quirky. I'm like no, no, no. That Patrick Stewart? Yes. It's the worst casting in the world. Look, I love Patrick Stewart. He's great. But he is no Gurney Halleck. Is that Kyle McLaughlin from... Yes, Kyle McLaughlin. It's Paul Atreides. It's... Well, think of it this way. We might not have gotten the Twin Peaks without this movie. Oh, we might not have. So, but uh, but Lynch fucking hates it. And it, it is... It is terrible. And when they do try to use special effects, that, that's what I was saying. Like, they said, well, they, they, the, they, had, they cut his budget. It still costs more than Return of the Jedi and looks ten times worse. Like, well, it he's looks, not a special effects director. A, exactly. That's what I don't get either. Like, I, I know they might have thought, well, this is a very odd book. It's got a lot of intricacy and, like, deep character study and all this and like Paul like they come off as like in the end they're, they're heroes now the current movie is not done it's halfway done I can't wait I will be there opening night to see it like Paul Atreides Moa Deeb is not a hero like and it's not <clears throat> people complain like oh it's this white savior thing no no it's a colonization thing like if you watch the whole movie it's about how you know the British got involved in the Middle East and the U.S. got involved in the Middle East. That's where it comes from. It's not a... These characters aren't heroes. So in the end of... like, So they completely missed the point of the movie as well. Um, but yeah, it, it just does not... People try to defend it. Like, oh, it's it's not. And I, I saw it like in, in high school, uh, I think. So like, I never... I didn't see it. And when I, of course I didn't see it when I was one and I didn't really see it as a kid but I had like was interested in the whole sci-fi thing so I, I found it and like what the hell because I was like told like oh you have to check out Dune and so I I did and I was like what the fuck now it's great at some of the weirdness but you know I've quote read the book what three four times and like that that people say oh the new movie doesn't compare to the book and like it's a fucking hell of a lot closer than this thing Hmm. and it's just fucking weird (laughs) I, i i was i was watching clips of it uh earlier just because i fell down a rabbit hole and man there's some awkwardness in it, but especially the overly uh, sexualized, yes, Sting, 
uh, Fade Rafa is, uh, oh, God, and the knife fight. Uh, maybe it's best that they did just play Zap with little boxes in their hands because when it does come to, like, the end, <laughs> the end of knife fight that's supposed to be the big highlight uh, of it, it's just fucking terrible. It's like they didn't even bother blocking it or, or, or practiced once. But they just, like, oh, God, it's... But it it has a place in history, and if you love it, uh, don't hate me. I uh, don't anything. I've never seen it. And I probably never will. Oh, sorry, buddy. It's okay. It's for the best. Here is my third pick. Gonna, uh, okay, here we go. Steven Spielberg presents Gremlins. They're clever. They're mischievous. They'll get into the kitchen, the basement, the garage. They'll get into anything. And once they get in, you're in for it. Gremlins. They'll be expecting you at a special sneak preview Saturday, May 19th. Directed by Joe Dante. Rated PG. I fucking love this movie. This is a Christmas movie, too. Yeah. That's why I left it off my list, because... I knew that you were going to pick this one. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Uh, my Half my Christmas decorations are gremlins now. I have a, a Santa gremlin who hangs from the lights. I have the caroler gremlins. And then I have a bunch of plushy gremlin ornaments. Uh, of, uh, I have um, two of them are uh, Gizmo and two are, are Spike. And uh, there's then one's the egg. It's really funny. <laughs> um. This talk, this talk about non-bomb, an $11 million budget, which probably this $11 million looks better than Dune. The effects in this are great. Oh, fuck, yes. Absolutely, 100%. Made $212.9 million in the box office. Like a rousing success. Probably one of the best movies of the year. It's a tight 106 minutes. Gotta appreciate that. Um... Came out June eighth, nineteen eighty four. Uh, I wanted Randall Peltzer Inventions as a kid so uh, bad. Uh, he gets a Mogwai, which is Cantonese for devil, and for his kid. And um, he breaks the rule of feeding it after midnight. Um, well, getting it wet first, and then he he he. Uh, multiplies and then there's a bunch of dickhead mugwise who are being mean to poor uh gizmo and then he he they they fuck up the clock on him and make him think it's not midnight yet and then they feed him after midnight um clever little bastards clever little bastard and then they become full-on gremlins and start terrorizing the town it's some of the funniest but like also horrifying scenes you ever see in a movie like the bar scene, the flashing gremlin. I have the flashing gremlin in the box. Mm. I haven't opened him. Um, the flashing gremlin, uh, the the smoking, like the whole party scene gremlins are my favorite. Yeah. Uh, the poker table. The poker table, seeing Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs burning the movie theater <laughs> with the natural gas explosion, the, the, the sporting goods store. Man, this is a uh, great movie. But like there's some, as a kid, like the whole... Going up and seeing the smoking cocoons in the attic was like horrifying and stuff. And then like the mom like killing them in the first scene when they try to kill her, 
she like microwaves the one and it blows up like it's fucking the, the microwave scene traumatized me yeah it's brutal even though it's a bad guy even though they're like a monster yeah it's horrible um great movie yeah, they're still charming they are still trying. Yeah, they're the fucking gremlins were my favorite as a kid. Like I wanted, yeah. obviously, um, uh, I wanted a a gremlin, a mogwai. I'm sorry, but the gremlins were my favorite. Man, that was that was me. <laughs> that is you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> fucking... I'm, I'm Gizmo. <laughs> you are a cute little Gizmo. <laughs> the story was uh, conceived by Chris Columbus. Uh, Famous for directing Home Alone, amongst other things. Unfortunately, he did uh, Jurassic Park 3, but we'll let him off the hook for this. And Steven Spielberg um, like fleshed that with him. Uh, and Spielberg was going to direct it. And uh, he uh, couldn't, I guess. He was working on other stuff. So he, um, you know was over Joe Dante's shoulder the entire time directing. It's a team effort. Team effort. Oh, yeah. Uh Phoebe Cates obviously is cast. Just just like Return of the Jedi was a team effort when it came to directing. Yes. Um Howie Mandel, who did the voice of uh Skeeter, uh does the voice of Gizmo. He also does the voice of Bobby from Bobby's World. Um Great fucking score by uh, Jerry Goldsmith. Uh, fantastic score. Really good uh, um, movie all around. And a lot of people uh, compared this to E.T. like in like the monster type Spielberg movies. But I, I mean, E.T. is okay, but I fucking love Gremlins. Yeah, E.T. is like warm and fuzzy and heartfelt. Like you don't get belly laughs out of E.T. No. Yeah, you don't. Uh, Roger Ebert said of this film, said not only fun, but also a sly series of send-ups, effectively parodying parodying many elements, elemental film storylines. In his opinion, Gremlins did this partly through depictions of mysterious worlds, the shop in Chinatown, uh, the tyrannical elder women, Mrs. fucking Deagle, uh, Ebert also believed the rule in which the Mogwai cannot eat after midnight was inspired by fairy tales, and the final scenes parody classic horror films. He connected Kate's speech about her father, oh god, her father dying in the fucking chimney. Um, oh, yeah. To the great tradition of 1950s sick jokes. <laughs> uh, Gene Siskel gave it three and a half out of four stars, one extra half star, describing it as wickedly funny and slightly sick ride. Really fun movie. Like, come on. If you haven't seen Gremlins, what are you doing? It's so fucking fun. Um, I'm a big fan. We watch it every year for Christmas. I, I watch it whenever it's on. I even like Gremlins too, the new batch. It's a <laughs> really dumb movie, but uh, I really enjoy it. And uh, I hope they do some uh, more. I know they're doing something with Gremlins, but. There was the Mountain Dew Zero Sugar ad with uh, Zach, they got Zach uh, Galligan to replay um, Billy and um, 
gizmo that gizmo in it. So I would see more more of that. That's all I gotta say about that. Here's your third pick. My name is Indiana Jones. Tonight, come join one swinging guy with his beautiful heroine. Who are you? And faithful sidekick in their greatest adventure. We are going to die. Relive this breathtaking adventure. Kate Capshaw and Harrison Ford. In Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, next. I do love this movie. I, I do now. Um, I, I, I was uh, a little rough on it for quite some time. Uh, We've argued about it on this very show. Yeah. Um, previous installments of Indiana Jones have, I mean, have done it favors, certainly. Um, when you look at it as a different movie, comparing it to, like, uh, Raiders or Last Crusade. And it's funny, because for the longest time, like, all through the 90s and 2000s, like, Last Crusade was my favorite, and then in the last couple of years, being the more mature gentleman that I am, right, Raiders I'm watching is the best Raiders, like, holy yeah. shit, there's something, there's a perfection there that just... Yeah, but but Indy um, doesn't become Indy without what he went through in Temple of Doom. I, I get, I, I get, but it's not even that, it's just the movie itself, there's some things that are just... I, I think it's because I saw this after the other two that there is like almost like that disconnect. And oh, see, I saw kid, this first. Oh, no. See, I, I, saw, I saw Raiders first, and then I saw Last Crusade in theaters, and then I eventually saw Temple of Doom through my little fingertips because uh, I, I was a scared little boy. Oh, uh, really? Temple of Doom scared you? Oh, terrified me. Oh, my God. That's why I hated it so much. No, no, like... The, like, the, uh, yeah, the, Return to Oz scared me, but Temple of Doom didn't. No, I was mortified. Like, the whole the whole occult thing. Amen raw pulling yeah, the heart out. Uh, pulling the, Like, that, that gave me fucking nightmares. And I'm pretty sure... My skull dream, my my skull uh, roller coaster dream with my dead great grandmother uh, draws inspiration from the uh, minecart uh, chase scene. I'm gonna go with Mola Ram. I'm sorry, that's why I said I'm wrong. Mola Ram. Mola Ram is uh, yeah. was scary in that, but I I don't know. I never was that, like I was scared of some movies. Well, like you, I, I you, still to this day don't like um, Wizard of Oz. You're braver than me. Yeah, I don't know about that. But uh, fuck, man, I love Short Round. (laughs) Short Round is like (laughs) the accessibility in this movie. Yeah, I I saw... I I connect. I saw this first, and then I saw Raiders, and then, of course, we saw um, Last Crusade in the theaters. But we were big... I always knew I liked Raiders, but I liked this one a lot, and then I liked Last Crusade. But to this day... You watch Raiders and it's a damn near perfect movie. It's so yeah. good. You can't. It's. I don't think I remembered how much I liked Raiders until over COVID, CBS did the Sunday night movie. And mm-hmm. one of them was Raiders of the Lost Ark. And even with commercials and everything, I'm like, I'm like completely. There was a few movies that I reinvigorated my love for them during that, that run. 
two of which are Raiders of the Last Ark, which I always loved, but I was like, oh, God, this is such a perfect movie. And the first uh, Mission Impossible, I was like, oh, my God, this is really good. I think when I saw yeah, this, in always... I saw Mission Impossible in 96 in the theater, and I liked it, but I did not understand it at all. And then when I rewatched it over COVID on the Sunday Night movie, I'm like, oh fuck, this is uh, this is fantastic. Yeah. See, I had Mission Impossible on VHS right when it came out, so I watched it. I saw it in theaters, and I watched it over and over before I could fucking understand it. And then I did. And then I didn't realize what a good movie it was. Like I just I liked it. And then over time, like I almost felt like not that I was looking for that. Um, What's the word I'm looking for where people like compliment you? I have no idea. Exactly. Like that gratification, like uh, acceptance? No, fuck, there's another word for it. I'm an idiot. Uh, self, no. Anywho, <laughs> like it was like pleasant for me because I'm going to have to use a sentence here because I can't, I'm not German and can't come up with one word to describe an entire feeling. Okay. But that, like, it's actually like people recognize it as a good movie. Mission Impossible? Yeah. They always have, I thought. Uh, no, they always have, but like as a kid, you're know, like not going out and like. like as I'm a kid, I liked it for all the dumb movie reasons you, you hate movies for now. The fucking action sequences when he for, fucking for, like repels down into the computer room oh, and sure. he's sweating. Like I loved it in the theater and we were just fucking talking about mission impossible forever after that. But I didn't really understand like this plot and anything. And I'm like, Oh, I fucking love mission impossible. Uh, but then when I rewatch it on the, the Sunday movie, I'm like, Oh my God, this plot's fantastic. <laughs> you get it. Oh yeah. You like it for a whole other reasons other than the great action set pieces. No, no, no. I loved, I loved the, 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 of the but thriller that, aspect of it. That is, like, that is 1996, and we are talking about I know. Temple of yes. Doom from 1984. Those damn Gideons. May 23rd of 1984. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, it, uh, it is because of this and Gremlins that, that we've talked about this before, like PG-13. The PG-13 rating, and I didn't And probably Buckaroo Banzai. <laughs> and pro I'm surprised, because when did Buckaroo Banzai come out? Uh, August 84. That's interesting, because it was introduced in July of 84. In fact, one of your movies yeah. is the first yeah, but to it, be released for the PG-13. It, it was introduced, but it, you didn't have to. It um, You could opt out of it if you didn't want it. So here's what blew my mind, because I was trying to dig around and find out a little more about it. Because I know Spielberg like spearheaded it, so I'm sure that's what you know helped push it forward. But like this came out in May. By July, they had like. Could, can you imagine anything in Hollywood or anywhere in the U.S. moving that fast? No, no. I was. I remember talking to you earlier about Barbie getting PG thirteen. I'm like, ah, oh, that might hurt it. Obviously, it didn't. Most movie ever made by Warner Brothers picture. <laughs> Fantastic picture too. Great movie. But um, yeah, I think PG thirteen is the money. The rating you want. Like, I, if you want to make the absolutely. most movie, you go for PG-13. Yeah, because a lot of... Because there's plenty of people that won't go see a movie just because it's PG. Mostly, like, your, your you know, shitty teenager... Thing. I mean, it, it, sometimes ratings will sell a movie. Um, 
Yeah, I think that works for ours too. Like like Deadpool, when people realize it was R rated, like, oh, this is going to be the Deadpool movie we want. Yeah, but. absolutely. Um, but yeah, like we're Temple of Doom. It's not. It's not a little kids movie. Like it's not something I would want to take. Like oh, it's PG. All right, so I'll take my seven year old to see Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom, and we will be up every night for the next seven weeks while she's traumatized about seeing a man having his heart ripped out or Indy being lowered into lava or, you know, eating eyeballs and brains. Which apparently I didn't I didn't realize they took they took a lot of flack for this movie. They're eating monkey brains. What's that? Don't they eat monkey brains in the beginning? Yeah. Yeah. It's a Cantonese cuisine. Cantonese cuisine, yeah. Uh, no, but like in the, when they're at the uh, the other place in at, at the the palace, mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, I guess they took a lot of flack because they're like, oh, they're gonna think you're making it seem like all Indian people, you know, this is how they eat. And but uh, Spielberg and Lucas defended themselves at like, no, no, this is just how Americans think they eat. So they pre- presented the meal that was mocking them, but like. This whole thing like didn't come across in film. They mm. did a poor job of selling people in that. So it looked a little, uh, by now, by today's standards, a little out of touch. Um, but it's also, it is, I mean, I don't want to say it's more violent of an Indiana Jones movie because a guy got chopped up by a propeller and the, and the heart scene wasn't even that realistic looking. I mean, you can no. tell it was like a foam torso that he was like sticking his hand in, but it still scared the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, then fucking listen to him getting like ripped apart by alligators. So they didn't even imply it. They show like, you know, blood and clothes and shit get ripped apart by gators. Hmm. That's a good for a PG 13. I'd say so. Yeah, but yeah, it, it's. <clears throat> I, don't know, I didn't. I only watched the latest one once, and I enjoyed it for what it was. Even though we agree that it could have ended like an hour earlier, and it probably would have saved. I I didn't enjoy it. I I didn't. I don't like it. <laughs> well, see, I liked it. Here's the problem. Again, it's grading on a curve, and it's better than the previous one. Yeah. Yeah, but not much four. better. <laughs> no, no. It's it's because I went back and rewatched Crystal Skull. Again, we talked about this, how I went, because maybe I was being too hard on it, and I was No, Crystal Skull sucks. It's fucking awful. There's no redeeming quality whatsoever. Um, so the, to say that it's better than Crystal Skull, yeah. But it's not It's not better than Temple of Doom. And I, I mean, I put Temple of Doom at number three. Yeah, it's probably my third tier. I like it a lot, but I like them all. So it's yeah, they're one, two, and three like stacked up, back, but nuts to butts. And I feel like it's not even it's uh I don't want to say it's completely apples and oranges, but it's like uh, Macintosh and uh, like uh, 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 Fuji. You know, it's like sometimes you 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 want an apple, but sometimes you want a slightly different apple. All right. You know, so they all have different tones. Yes. Yes. 
All right. In, in Temple of Doom is the gala. <laughs> Are we talking apples, though? Yeah. Uh, Temple of Doom is So, uh, Raiders is uh, Macintosh, because they're fucking delicious. Uh, then, uh, uh, Last Crusade is uh, a Fuji. And then, uh, yeah, and then Temple of Doom is a gala. Now you know how I like my apples. That's how he likes his apples. And my Indiana oh, Jones. Here is my next pick. Calumet, Colorado. Population 8200. Before the sun sets, foreign soldiers will march victorious through the streets. School students will take to the mountains, fight for freedom, and become a symbol to unite America. Not bad for a bunch of kids. Wolverines! Red Dawn, rated PG-13. Starts Friday, August 10th. Check newspapers for a selected theater near you. This was the first PG-13 movie. It was released August 10th, 1984, Squeezer. Do you know what the what Buckaroo Banzai was release date was? Do you remember what I said? Uh, August something. August tenth, nineteen eighty four. August 10th. Oh no, shit. Well, I did look. There's actually one. This was the first one released. There was one. I forgot something. Some coming of age movie, but it didn't get released until December. But that get got the the the. But it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But this that's probably weird. why Buckaroo Banzai didn't. If it was like a year later, it probably would have got the PG-13, but it didn't. So, mm-hmm. Red Dawn. This is a movie I saw like 10 or 12 years ago. I watched it. Um, it's interesting. I never saw it as a kid. What do you, what do you think of Red Dawn? <coughs> um, I, I think there's a lot of misconception about it. Like it... Like that. that like it's a good movie. <laughs> well, it's not. Look, it's not terrible. It's not terrible, but it's got like um, great. It's got Patrick Swayze, C. Thomas Hall, Leah Thompson, Charlie Sheen, fucking Jennifer Grey, Brad Savage. It's got a great cast. Yeah. Um. Uh, but uh, it's not like that. Trailer sells it as like yeah, these like this uh, gung ho. These kids are gonna like. Like by the trailer, do you think that they're gonna win? And they don't. No. So th- that that's there is a darkness to it, and also like the the whole like traitor aspect, executing you know their friend. Like there's some fucked upness to it that I do appreciate. That it's not this just ridiculous Rambo esque take on it. Yeah, I found it funny that. Um... The United States and Canada and United Kingdom and China were allies. And then the Soviet Union, uh, Cuba and Nicaragua were uh, allies, the access, I guess. And then um, yeah. all of Europe was uh, was neutral to it all. But um, what does it say yeah, at the end about World War Three? Oh, I don't. I haven't seen. Well, it. In the early days of World War Three, guerrillas, mostly children, placed their names of their lost upon this rock. They fought here alone and gave up their lives, so this nation shall not perish from the earth. Um. So yeah, a bunch of kids fight Russians who attack. 
First of all, it, it, it's nearly in, this country is too damn big, and we're waterlocked. I mean, you gotta you're gonna have to figure they're gonna have to come in through Canada, which they did. I think they came in through Canada and Mexico, right? In the movie. Uh, I, I forgot, but it was always like I I never just like you couldn't have picked like somewhere on the coast. Like they're they're like as far inland. Uh, as you can be when they attack. Yeah, they're in Colorado, but they, I mean, it's yeah. they came out from Mexico, I guess. So. Yeah, but, but even if they came in from Mexico, you know, by the time they made it into New Mexico, like you no, know, like it was the '80s. We still had TV. Right. Today they'd be shot out of the air immediately. Unless they were a Chinese weather balloon. I mean, they they came uh paragliders that's how they hamas attacked israel just like gi joe i mean yeah they yeah i think the attack on the um statue of liberty at the beginning of the gi joe movie is probably more probable than the beginning of red did you did you see the trailer for civil war the civil war movie yet we saw it before uh Uh, we saw that before um, uh, Iron Claw. It's, it's A24. It's called Civil War. Um, Kristen no, Dunst. I don't, think, I don't think they ran that before Trolls 3. No. I have not seen it yet. Yeah, it's and and then and then April twenty four, April twenty six. In the near future, a team of journalists travel across the United States during a rapidly escalating civil war that has engulfed the entire nation, struggling to survive during a near future civil war where the government becomes dystopian dictatorship and partisan extremist militias regularly commit political violence. Do, is it a movie or just the news? That's a movie, but I'm sure he's. I don't feel like I want to watch this. The trailer looked really good. It was by the guy who did Dread, the good Dread movie, and 28. Okay. Um, it's got Nick Offerman? Yeah, he plays the president. Oh, shit. Oh, and fucking uh, Steve McKinley Anderson. He's in Dune. Oh. Yeah. Um, it uh, it looks really... I, I knew the trailer was coming out. I knew it was by Alex Garland. Um, of course... 28 days later, uh, he did fucking dread, you know, ex machina was his, and that was a huge movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, the, I don't know. I just... There's also some trailer speaking so of Russian, Russian and U S there's this trailer called, um, ISS. I think it was, I saw, I saw, uh, TV sp- I didn't see the full trailer. I saw a TV spot for that. Yeah, the and um so it's Americans onboarding ISS with the Russians and why they're up there. War uh nuclear war breaks out between um Russia and United States and they both get orders from their governments to basically kill the other people on board. Um looks pretty fucking cool. Yeah. I that I, I didn't see the Civil War one. I saw that one, and that was another one. I'm like, oh god, can we just make movies where we all just get along? This comes out in January, in Jan- January nineteenth. So soon. This looks fucking pretty cool, though. Uh, I'll, I'll watch the trailer. 
I, I thought you didn't like A24. This isn't A24. This is uh, Bleecker Street. No, Civil War. Civil War is A24, but so is Iron Claw. Iron Claw is yeah. the highest rated A24 movie to ever be released. Are they winning you over? No. They have one good movie. <laughs> There's some other A24. Like, Tusk is A24. Kevin Smith's Tusk is A24. And that's not a good movie, but, you know, it's, uh, there's some, there's, but there's some that are so, f- Ex, Ex Machina is A24. And I like that. Yeah. Uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, which we haven't watched yet, was A24. A- Uncut Gems was fucking garbage. Oh, Lady Bird. I liked Lady Bird. That was, um... Greta Gerwig, who did Barbie. Talk to me, I did not quite like. That was A24. Um, Moonlight, which won the Oscar. That was A24. I didn't see that. Midsummer's very weird. That was A24. Um, yeah. Uncut Gems, I hated the fucking... I didn't see The Whale yet. Did you see The Whale with Brendan Fraser? This fat guy? No, I, wanted, I kept wanting to see it, and I just didn't... Uh... I know Green Knight was fucking awful. I fucking hated that movie. Um, and that was A24. But there's there's some pieces of shit A24 do for sure. Well, there's pieces of shit that every uh, production company does. But I'll give A24 this. They negotiated with the union uh, and had such a good uh, relationship with the writers, WGA and um, Acting Guild, that they were allowed to keep doing movies even during... Uh, even during uh, strike. the strike, yeah, yeah. Well, good, well, good for them for actually uh, agreeing to pay people that make everything possible for them to make money a reasonable wage. Oh yeah, they did bodies, 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 crap movie. Uh, but they did. There's there's movies they did that a lot of people like. They did the tra- the Joel Cohen tragedy of Macbeth. I didn't see that. That's the one that was on the Apple TV with um, uh, Denzel Washington. The Green Knight is nice. absolute shit. Don't see. Is it. That, is that the one that really just sent you down? Uh, like just. Yep. Just hate that movie so much. It, it, I'm like, oh, why did I waste my fucking time seeing God, this I'm, piece I'm, of shit? I, I'm gonna go watch it just so I can uh, enjoy it. <laughs> You're really going to hate it. It's not good. Really? Yeah. All right. But uh, how how can you, like, how do you fuck that up? Because you fuck up a story like that. You do it. You just fuck it up. And now we're going to move on to something you can't fuck up. The Muppets. Broadway, but I have met some good looking chickens here. And we put together this terrific new act. Ladies and gentlemen, the incredible Thank you, Arima! And thank you! Hey, you're a wonderful crowd! And now, for today's climactic act, look yonder! I will first make a death-defying leap from the loop-de-loop ramp, spinning and hurtling my body through the flaming circle of doom, and landing comfortably in the imitation leather easy chair, while my chickens do their impression of Tony Bennett singing the William Tell Overture. Hmm. Please, I must have silence. 
Are you ready? Thank you, Margaret. Hit it, girls. Here we go. Oh, wait a minute. I, I can't see. Don't sound like Tony Bennett to me. So, everything's going swimmingly. Love, Gonzo. Ugh. That was almost a perfect setup when you said you couldn't fuck this up, but I, I, I actually disagree. Wait, well, you, uh, you think you don't like Muppets Take Manhattan? I am not a huge fan of Muppets Take Manhattan. Oh. Although that is, although that is, I picked it specifically because there are my two favorite like Muppet scenes come out of Muppets Take Manhattan. But I feel like the problem with Muppets Take Manhattan is the same thing that I don't like what happens with a lot of other movies, which is. Or, like, another series. And it even happened in, what was it, season three of Stranger? When they separate, just when they start separating that cast that is the ensemble cast. Yeah, it's three. There's in, uh, there's, there's like four groups. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's, and that, it, there's too much, uh, separation here. Even though that separation does give us this, the greatest gonzo movement moment ever. With the the faux leather chair, and then and we get Rizzo, and we get Rizzo, um, but the best gag in, in the Gonzo part two is like Margaret, are you ready? And Margaret is clearly a guy in sunglasses and like a mustache, in a chicken outfit, um, and then just like the chickens doing it, the, the guy clearly being irritated out of all of it that it doesn't sound like Tony Bennett. Um, that, and it's also our introduction on the big screen um, and, and an actual in cinema, TV, whatever, of the Muppet Babies. Um, there is a, a flashback sequence. Yeah, that's what... Um, that's Riding what in the carriage. Inspired. By the way, I have that on my uh, 84 TV list already. What's that? Oh, the, I'm the, claiming the Muppet Babies, yeah. Fair, fair enough. Because I just... I didn't... I spent almost three hours the other night someone uploaded the first season to youtube mm -hmm. and i was watching up at babies and i'm like oh Isn't my god fucking great yeah um i i didn't really so it, it's actually not the introduction of said muppet babies that they had previously like in years prior years prior like in pre-production just kind of brainstorming come up with ideas drew the muppet babies and i guess they were putting the pictures like the images of muppet babies like baby piggy and kermit on merchandise like baby diapers and shit mm -hmm. and then when muppets take manhattan came along there was a, a sequence that this sequence that becomes the, the muppet baby sequence there was frank oz had something else in mind and a couple people came up it's like why don't you do the muppet babies here and they sold them on he's like all right let's do that and then they did that and then this came out in, was it March? But it was in, no, not. July 13th, least, 1984. At least in July. But like it, it came out, like it was in production. Um, and the Muppet idea came about. And then they had meetings like in March. And then by the like fall cartoon run, you had Muppet Babies. Like so, it happened like that quick, um, but yeah, the, the um, 
I, I didn't know that they were on like merchandise prior to this movie. Um, like it was kind of a thing, not really a thing, but this is where it became a thing. But they're just so damn adorable. And little baby Rolf playing the piano. It's so cute. Ralph's scene is great too with the dogs when he's running his own kennel. Yeah, in Delaware. Yeah. <laughs> the kennel in Delaware. Um, and then there's a whole bunch of cameos. Um, a lot of like New Yorker cameos and stuff like uh, Ed Koch and stuff shows up. Uh, Gregory Hines, I think, has the best. Uh, he's like the roller skater who then is like. Uh, the intermediary between Kermit and Miss Piggy as they're fighting, and then he just kind of gives up and walks away, which is... He's just back and forth the whole time. Um, it, it's good, but when you compare it to, like... Uh, I don't know. I just like when they're more together as a whole and less... My favorite of all the Muppet movies. So if you... you so we got Muppet movie, 79. Mm-hmm. Okay, not the greatest. Great Muppet caper. Again, I think it, I think I think Great Muppet Caper is better than Muppet Take Manhattan. Ah, uh, see, I disagree. I think Muppet Take Manhattan is better. I think, and a lot of people hate it. Muppets Christmas Carol is the best of them. I one hundred percent agree with you. There you go. And then yeah, my because no, and as a just a film production wise, everything like clicks there. Right. I never saw Muppets from Space. Uh, I didn't really particularly care for Muppets Treasure Island, but the 2011 Muppets movie might be the best one they ever did. I, I don't disagree as well. Jason Segel and, and Nick Stoller, fucking I'm great movie. I'm trying to think which order. There's that one, and then what's the one? Muppets Most was, Wanted came out after Muppets that. Muppets Most Wanted. That one's good, too, with uh, Ricky Gervais. Yeah, it's it's good, but it's good. the Muppets think- in 2011 was like you knew fucking Jason Segel went like this was what he was working up his whole life for. Yeah. Um no, no, it's great. It really is. And the kid like I don't know how the kid they the kid stumbled across the Muppets. Like I didn't like I'm not forcing them to like anything I like. They're getting into they got into Chippendale on their own like cuz the new movie came out. And then I was Mrs. Squeezer and I are talking about Rescue Rangers, and they like, ooh, what's that? So then the little one fucking loved Rescue Rangers, especially the second episode where there's a whole bunch of cats. That's all she wanted to watch was the cat episode. Um, same thing. I might trying to think. The, the big one gets – the little one is too little because she would get freaked out because there's monsters. The big one gets scared from some dumb shit. But they're, she, they're both like in the Ninja Turtles now, mm. even though they don't – they haven't seen any of it or know anything of it other than that I like it. So, like, Christmas, they were buying me Ninja Turtle toys. So I got a whole bunch of Ninja Turtle toys because they wanted to buy these for Daddy, which means I bought them for me. But either way, um, there's this cool fighting game that we have, and we play it all the time, which is awesome. Hmm. Um, and I got this really nice Donatello bobblehead statue, um, which right now is on a TV stand that I want to put on the mantle, but I know she's going to kill me. And... She's going to tell me I bought that for your office. So I'm going to have to bring it in because you know that Ghostbuster artwork I have over my door. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not supposed to be there. It's supposed to be in my office as well. Mm. But I put my foot down. And if you get to put pictures of our family all over our house, I get to put some Ghostbuster art up in the kitchen. So I'm not going to 
Disagreeing. Yeah. No. Um, I didn't know, though, this is... Uh, so Muppet Takes Manhattan, Muppets in Space, and there's a, a short or something like... Uh, something with Kermit. Um, they're not streaming now. Hmm. And because the rights are kind of up in the air. Well, Disney so owns guess, them, but uh, they were produced and distributed by many different companies. Yeah. So except th- so these were distributed by TriStar. Um, and what happened was, I guess they were going broke, and the right re- the rights reverted back to like the Henson Estate, and not like the Henson Muppet Estate. So like, uh. What other movie? What brand were they under that when Disney acquired that day? I think it it was uh, owned by um, Children's Television Workshop, weren't they? Jim Henson, just Jim Henson. Yeah, so like Disney got the rights to that. Well, Disney did Muppets Christmas Carol and Muppets Treasure Island, but then Sony did Muppets from Space, and Sony just TriStar is Sony. Yeah. But Universal did the Great Muppet Caper. Yes, but I believe Disney also has the Great Muppet Caper because it's the. It got real muddy. It's just that those two films in particular um, are like just pending ownership. Uh, The Muppet Movie? Oh, here we go. The Muppet Movie. Distributed by. Associated Film Distribution. Fucking British? Oh, like Henderson Associates. Yeah, so, yeah. So Disney got, like, Jim Henson Company, but not, like, the Jim Henson Estate, Hmm. I think, is where it was saying. So, like, those two were still kind of up in limbo. Um, But I I agree with you, though. Uh, Muppet Christmas Carol is still the best. Should have watched that at Christmas. Yeah. Agree. Maybe I'll do it now. All right. Let's, um, instead of doing it now, wrap it up with my final movie. The odds are on their side. Experience is on their side. But now he's got someone on his side. Fighting always last answer. Someone who knows what it takes. Always And is willing to share it. You're the best friend I ever had. You pretty okay too. The Karate Kid. Now playing at a theater near you. Check your local listings. Ah, Karate Kid. I love this movie. I love all the Karate Kid movies. I love the fucking show. Um, Danny LaRusso and fucking Mr. Miyagi and Johnny Lawrence. Man, great story. Now, I read, and I didn't know this until tonight, that uh, it was a semi-autobiographical, I can't speak tonight, story based on the life of its screenwriter, Robert Mark Kamen. At age 17, after the 1964 New York World's Fair, Kamen was beaten up by a gang of bullies. He thus began to study martial arts in order to defend himself. Kamen was unhappy with his first teacher who taught martial arts as a tool for violence and revenge, so he moved on to study the Okinawan Guriri Karate under the Japanese teacher who did not speak English but had been a student of Chojin Miyagi. 
And he wrote the fucking Karate Kid. Which, uh, great movie. And who would have thought that it would, it would, uh, be a franchise. So on June 22nd of 1984, Karate Kid came out, made $130 million off a very meager $8 million budget. Karate Kid Part 2, another success. $12.5 million budget, made another $130 million. Karate Kid Part 3, $12.5 million budget, made $40 million. Still good. Still mm-hmm. making money. I like Part 3. The next Karate Kid with Hilary Swank, $12 million budget, only made $15.8 million. This is kind of considered a flop, but it's not a bad movie. Yeah, they spent all the money on the birds. Then they did a Karate Kid reboot with uh, Jaden Smith and Jackie Chan, and $40 million budget made $359.1 million. Holy shit. Did you actually go see it? The reboot? Yeah. No. Fuck no. No. No, I didn't either. No, I was uh, not a fan of... uh, they're doing a new one, though. So I think it's going to involve both Jackie Chan, because they both exist in the same universe. Okay, so they're not just replacing said characters, but it's the same story happening parallel to it or right. later. And Cobra, <laughs> Cobra Kai was uh, now in its going on a sixth season. Um and I think uh, I think it should be coming out soon, season six, Karate Kid, because it usually comes out around New Year's. I'm surprised Cobra Kai. Let's see, season six, maybe because of the writer strike. Uh, we're waiting on it. I fucking love Cobra Kai. I paid. That's why I started paying for YouTube Red and now YouTube Premium, and I never stopped because I got too used to watching it without commercials. When is no? Well, I can't find one season six, but Cobra Kai, the Johnny Lawrence flipping on its uh, fucking head. Great show. I'm very much uh, excited for a season six. It's on Netflix now. I'm looking up on season six. Oh, just it's crazy how it started, though. Cobra Kai creator reveals season six episode count and exciting update on runtime. Posted on X, fucking Twitter, Schlossberg replied to a fan's question regarding Cobra Kai season six official episode count. Just like the previous seasons, he confirmed the final chapter would also consist of 10 episodes. The total running time of the final season would be its longest yet. Uh, they're resuming production sometime in January. They were able to shoot the first episode before the Hollywood strike temporarily shut down production. That's why. We'd be watching it right now if it wasn't for that fucking strike. Way to go, Hollywood. Way to fuck I us. Do, I, I would have seen Dune like five times already. If it was yeah. But yeah, Karate Kid, great movie. Squeezer. Your last pick. They come from another time. 
A machine wrapped in flesh. A soldier from a distant war. Both after a woman who holds the key to the future. One wants to kill her. The other must protect her. I'm here to help you. You've been targeted for termination. The Terminator. Your future is in his hands. The Terminator. Rated R. The number one movie in the USA is now playing everywhere. The Terminator. The Terminator. Um, yeah, so who would have thought? It, it's weird because you can... Like, the whole idea, like the Terminator franchise and all the merchandise and everything, and everything, re people really recognize it with the exception of the I'll Be Back, which is, of course, reused in 2. Yeah. Pretty much all stems from 2. Yeah. The um, first Terminator is a completely different movie. Completely different. He is the stone-cold killer mm -hmm. robot bad guy. Michael Bean is Kyle Reese. He's the hero sent back in time with just literally buck naked with a trench coat and a sawed-off shotgun uh, sleeping in a car. Protecting Sarah Connor. It's also Protecting Linda Hamilton Sarah. is in this one, right, too, right? Yes, yes. So uh, that that is the consistency. Uh, Linda Hamilton has played Sarah Connor throughout, except for the Terminator. Uh, We're now five show. years from 2029, by the way. Oh, crap. Well, it wasn't also supposed to have ended in... Uh, well, the bombs were supposed to drop in 1997, I thought. No, it was... Uh, Skynet went on board just a few years ago. Skynet. Mm -hmm. Well, he was sent back from 2029. Right. But the actual war, I thought, was 1997. You keep going. I'll find it out. Okay. Um, but yeah, Arnold, there, there's something about him, too. Like, the, the makeup is, is is different. They made him a little more... Also, he's younger. Uh, and he also is... Skynet went live in two, 20, July 25th, 2004. Okay. Oh. Hold on. Wired.com. I got an article here. Uh, 2011. So Skynet becomes self-aware. Welcome to our AI overlords. The time has come. According to Terminator clock at 8.11 p.m. Tuesday, Skynet will become self-aware. It's April of 2011. Okay. Where are you now, Skynet? Judgment Day should hit Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was... Wait, this, thir this Thursday? No, back in 2011. Oh, back in 2011. Oh, okay. Um, maybe it did. I just don't know it yet. Um, but yeah, it's much more of a cat and mouse, uh, scary, dare I say, more horror-esque. Like, he's, he's basically Jason, um, but talks. Um, kills a poor clerk at the gun store, and, um... Yes, he's he's a Terminator. He's a machine, um, from the future sent to kill her. The they really flipped the script with the next one, and it's because like you couldn't at that point, you weren't gonna have Arnold come back again, as another Terminator. 
uh, and be the villain. He was reprogrammed. Yeah, he was reprogrammed, and you you had to because at this at this point by T two he's a massive star. Right. Um. By the time Terminator came out, uh, uh, he had done Conan, um, and also eighty four he did Conan the Destroyer, um. But he was still like uh, he he wasn't he didn't do Commando yet or any of those as well. Uh, and uh, Michael Bean was uh, tight with uh, James Cameron, um, so it was a real. Oh, was, oh, in the in the movie, she says August twenty ninth, nineteen ninety seven. That's when Skynet gained sentience, and in response to its creators' attempts to deactivate it, and incite a nuclear holocaust. Ah, yeah. So it was 2011. Was that in the new? When that was in the Sarah Chron- Connor Chronicles. Okay. Yeah, I because I remember that like because as a kid I was terrified because that was like burned into my brain her little uh, monologue. Uh, uh, while the showing the miniature of uh, L.A. getting wiped out by a nuclear blast. Which I was just listening to uh, the Roger Deakins podcast with a guy that's a steady cam op and a camera operator actually got his start working for a miniature shop after he quit NYU and went out to L.A. His first movie was Tremors, and his second movie was T2, hmm. building the city for uh, uh, destruction. The, the blast for the destruction, yeah. I'm like, oh, wow, you see, he just kind of jumped... Right in. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, then I decided I want to try Steadicam. So I did it for a bit, and then I, you know, hung out with this guy, and then he wasn't available one day, so he asked me to cover for him on a TV show, and it was ER, and then I worked on ER for three years straight. Like, oh, nice. Well, I did D3 basketball, so. um, And loving it. The, the T-1000. Well, we're talking Terminator. I'm talking T2. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, well, T1000 is still awesome. Yeah, the whole map. Oh, we can map. talk T1000. Yeah, it's so. Yeah. I mean, that that was groundbreaking. Like at the time, too. Like the technology. It's what led to uh, Jurassic Park. It wouldn't have been possible. Yeah. They well, they saw that and they're like, oh, maybe we can finally do. We can do this. Um, and, uh, but yeah, the fir- the first Terminator. It's such a different film, and. I have a feeling like a lot of people that say they like like the Terminator, like T two. Referring, they're referring to T two. Uh, I'm a lot have not seen the Terminator. Now, even at the time, it was great. It, it only cost six point four million to make, and that's still nineteen eighty four money. But uh, it still brought in like seventy eight million. Like it was, it was pretty for. What it cost, and for the kind of movie it was, like there a lot of movies like this came out at the time, you know, right. But uh, yeah, this this one was different, and it was because it, it was also like it wasn't just blatant violence; like it made you like the characters. They did a good job character building with Linda Hamilton and uh, Michael Bean, and despite the fact that somehow uh, Sarah's son. Uh, is the one that sent Kyle back to save her 
to protect him so he can be born to fight the Terminators, but Kyle is his father. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it actually doesn't work. Like, there's a big, uh, uh, what's the word? Paradox? It's paradox, right? Sure. I can get that one right. Uh, massive paradox there. Uh, where, yeah. So he technically couldn't exist because he couldn't send him back because he didn't exist in the first place. You got me there. Yeah. But there's also a giant killer robot from the future that, uh, you know, gets crushed in the big fancy machine. But then, oh, they save the arm. That's And that's how they rebuild Sky. That's how they advance uh, progress, because they actually find his arm in the machine. So that's why it steps up Judgment Day even closer. It, uh, we knew it would happen. Yeah. But, yeah. Lo- love me a good... Uh, ter- yeah, and people forget, too. Like, when he says, I'll be back. Like, he says it to a cop in a police station and then drives a car through the door, crushing and killing the guy <laughs> before lighting the place up. Became his catchphrase. Yeah. All right. Now, our catchphrase should be, we're going to wrap this up because it's gone on way too long. And I got to pee. And I'll be back. We'll both be back next week where we are talking about television um, from uh, 1984. Uh, and I already, I got my picks already, Squeezer. I can send oh, wow. Yeah. I'll, I'll probably, I'll, uh, I'll come back down then and I'll uh, peruse the internet. I'm probably, yeah, I'll probably have mine before I leave tonight. Or go to bed. That's what people do at night, right? They go to bed and not leave. Yeah. Yes. Leave it on a high note, Squeezer. It's my new character. All right, everybody. I'll be back. We'll be back next week. Uh, talking more 1984. Hopefully a little more rested, a little more coherent. Yeah. Hopefully I'm back, too. I said we'll. Yeah, after I twice. Yes. We'll be back. Me? By a sentient AI robot. Called SqueezeNet. I will. I'm going to lay out. All right. Remember, no matter where you are, there you are. Bye, everybody.